this Sunday school lesson is actually just last week in the in the team service. I don't know if there's another uh, another person that can jump and help them um, pass those out quickly. Um, oh, okay, that's that's fine, perfect. Um, the uh, talking about the power of forgiveness, and uh, I didn't want to. I kind of wanted to share this with you, but I gave you a handout because I'm probably going to confuse you. Okay, uh, right there as you get it, you'll see at the top said four reasons why I shouldn't forgive. Okay, just in case you didn't see after that, I put false. Okay, we're always supposed to forgive. But uh, really, um, these, these things we're going to go through uh, is normal. Uh, we, um, those are normally sometimes our attitude towards forgiving people. And a lot of times we justify them. So we'll go through them. Got some Bible verses there for you to refer to or read some of them. Uh, but talking about the power of forgiveness... And uh, I didn't want to post on social media that we're preaching why I shouldn't forgive uh, because they probably wouldn't understand what we're going to talk about. But uh, so if you, if you would, take your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 6. Now, with this lesson, if I lose you, I'm sorry, but at the very end, uh, there's a couple points there at the very, on the back page, it's double-sided, but we'll, uh, if you don't get anything, at least get that okay. So if you're like, man, I don't even feel like paying attention, I'll tell you when to, to wake up, and we'll get to those last three points, okay? But uh, probably going to confuse you, probably might even make you upset talking about some of these things, uh, but once we get to the end, um, you'll see where we're going with this. Matthew 6 We'll uh, read verses 14, 14 and 14 and 15 and 15 this morning. And uh, before I go any further, I didn't do this um, in the 1030 and I should have, but let's, let's pray before we go any further. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for uh, this day, Lord. I thank you for um, the opportunity here this morning that we have to open up your word with, with your people. Lord, I pray that you would just open our eyes and our ears as we uh, touch on this topic of forgiveness. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be softened towards uh, your words and not mine. Lord, I pray that we would just have a great rest of the day. Everything would bring honor and glory to you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew 6, verse 14, it says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Now, don't want to confuse anybody this morning. I think we all understand this is not talking about if you don't forgive somebody, okay, you're saved and you don't forgive somebody, doesn't mean that, you're not, that you lose your salvation. can't lose your salvation, okay? But what it's saying here is the, Lord, the Lord's going to hold you accountable to that. And uh, maybe you'll um, miss out on some blessings in your life and some fellowship and some sweet time with the Lord because you're holding a grudge against somebody and Heavenly Father won't forgive you uh, for not forgiving them. And, uh, but many times in our life, you know, we honestly deal with um, some pretty good objections that people raise towards forgiveness and why we shouldn't forgive, and we're going to go through this, and uh, I'll probably say it many times, but again, it's wrong, okay? We should forgive, uh, but many times in my life as I was going through this, uh, yeah, I, I think these same things, I have the same attitude, attitude towards people I believe maybe did something wrong or I was mistreated, um, and sometimes it could be hard to really truly forgive somebody that has wronged us. Um, I shared this, this story, this testimony last week with the teenagers, and I'm just going to give you the Cliff Notes version of it. I don't have all the details with me right now. But there was this, um, this family who this sister, uh, the daughter of this family, she was abducted. This was a true story. 
and she was abducted. And while she was abducted, her, um, her kidnapper allowed her to write a letter to her parents uh, while she was still alive. It was like her last testament, if you would. And in that letter, she quotes some Bible verses and basically says, I want you to keep living for Jesus. Don't let this um, stop you. It's okay. I know where I'm going. I know I'm going to be with my Heavenly Father soon. It's okay. So they got that letter, and, and uh, then you know, the killer mailed it to her. But then they thought that that was you know, the end of it. Um, and so then the killer, uh, again, true story, called. And for several, I don't know if it was days or weeks, but kind of explained some of the gruesome details of what he did to their daughter and to the sister of this family and kind of rubbed it in their faces. And uh, that was very difficult for that family to go through. They thought they were over and they were going through this. Well, that eventually led to his capture. They got him and he was on death row and several years passed until he was about to meet his fate. And he wrote a letter to that family and that sister shared that note and I don't, really, I don't know, the, again, all the exact wording, but basically he said, I'm a Christian now. I was so wrong, and I am so sorry. Could you ever find it in your heart to forgive me? And how about you right there? I'm going to stop there. I, pff, me? No. I, I'm not going to forgive you. And uh, this, the sister giving this testimony, she said, she said I, that was, you know, I understood what forgiveness was. I understood that I shouldn't hold a grudge, but this one was a tough one to swallow. And it wasn't right away, but she eventually wrote a letter back and says, I do forgive you. And, um, you know, and I, and you, you're going to pay for your sins, obviously, but, you know, I forgive you, and it's, it's all okay now. It's fine. And it was such a peace that she said, there was a peace that I got when I forgave the killer. And I don't know about you, again, you can harm me, do whatever you want to me, but my family, don't mess with my family. And many of us have that same testimony, man. You don't, don't touch my family, don't make fun of them, don't hurt them in any way. And uh, that's just natural, right? But it, uh, that, that attitude... Uh, of forgiveness really hits home when you think about that. So some forgiveness, or some reasons why I shouldn't forgive. Here we go, number one on your worksheet. Forgiveness denies the seriousness of sin. Again, false statement. But we could probably look at that testimony of that girl and say, man, you're, you're like making your sister's death and you know it to be like it was nothing and you forgave the guy that took her away and it denies the seriousness of the sin. Uh, the Bible says there, I got the scripture reference there for you, Proverbs 17, 14, the beginning of strife is when one letteth out water, therefore leave off contention before it be meddled with. Um, basically, that verse is talking about, you know, um, sometimes in our life, there's little things that happen, okay? Little hurts that we go through. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever gotten a paper cut. It's very little, but it's very painful. Uh, nobody can really see it, but it hurts. And uh, the other day, my daughter was doing something with the paper, and she was getting close to one of my sons. I said, don't cut him with the paper. And again, it doesn't make sense to her. And then all of a sudden, because I taught her what a paper cut was, the next three days, she had a paper cut on her finger. I don't know if she did, uh, but she understood, oh, I can pretend I have an owie because you can't see it. Um, but a lot of times in our life, we, we hold on to little tiny things, really, that we should just forgive them about. Um, there's no reason to even bring it up because it's just going to open up some emotions. Um, moving on to number, uh, well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I'm going to slow down. Uh, we see also in Proverbs 19, the discretion of a man to furth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Solomon's telling us here that wise people, uh, you, don't, you don't need to make a case out of everything that happens, okay? Um, talking about, like, the paper cut. 
and about the major offenses, um, talking about some serious hurts in our life. Um, and they all rank differently in our eyes, but really the Lord sees them all the same. Um, you, you, um, you lie one time, you're a liar, and you break the commandments, and uh, you're guilty of all the rest of them. Um, forgiveness is, uh, you know, God, God forgives us our sin. He overlooks our sin. We think a lot of times he overlooks our sin. But we see in Nahum 1.3, it says, The Lord is slow to anger, great in power, and will not all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. The clouds are the dust of his feet. God's mercy can't override his holiness. Okay, our sin of unforgiveness bothers our Heavenly Father. He sees that. And a payment needs to be um, paid for that. In that payment was Calvary, the agony that he went through on the cross. But a lot of times we think that, again, I'm saved, I know I'm saved, and I could just do whatever I want, and this thing of unforgiveness, it's okay. I mean, I, they, they really wronged me, and, and I, I think that I'm justifying this in my mind. Last week we talked about in the teen class that we, we, ride, we ride that seesaw of guilt and blame. We're, we, we do feel some guilt for not forgiving somebody, but to keep that seesaw in balance, you know, if, if you were at the top and your friend jumped off, okay, that hurts, but we try to keep it in balance. So what we try to do is, we're feeling guilty, we throw more blame on the reason why we should not forgive that person. And we say, hey, that person did this, they did this, they did this, and they didn't say sorry, they didn't even ask for forgiveness. Someone asked me just this last week, what do you do when someone doesn't ask for forgiveness? And uh, I thought, man, I, 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 why did they ask me a question on the spot? I said, let me get back to you. I said, but the first thing that pops in my head is when Jesus Christ is on the cross, and he says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I said, those guys never asked for forgiveness, but he said, Father, please forgive them. I said, we're supposed to be followers of Jesus Christ and follow his example. And uh, I walked away and I said, I hope, I, hope that was, I hope that was a good one. But uh, a lot of times we do that. We sit on that seesaw and we say, man, I just, I, that person really wronged me. I'm just going to throw more blame on them. That's wrong. It, we think that the forgiveness is going to deny the seriousness of the sin. Um, going to number two here, forgiveness Another false statement. Forgiveness lets people off the hook too easily. Forgiveness lets people off the hook too easily. No, get, don't get me wrong. When someone has wronged me in my life, man, I want them to, I really want them to get it. I want, them, I want judgment to come upon them, and if I can in any way witness that, I'd like to be a part of it. Um, wrong, okay? I've shared this testimony over and over again, and I know it's getting old, but uh, I remember when I was... I think it was eighth or ninth grade, probably ninth grade, really, and because uh, I think I was more mature then, maybe. Um, somebody had really frustrated me that was in our church. I wasn't here in ninth grade, okay, so don't, don't start thinking it's anybody here. And uh, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go say sorry so that maybe while I'm saying sorry, they'll say sorry. So I went to them. I said, I'm sorry. I've had the wrong attitude towards you guys, and and uh, I've just, I, there's been some tension in our heart, my heart against you, and I just want to say that I'm sorry for that. Thank you, Caleb. We forgive you. And I walked away. They didn't say sorry. Uh, again, wrong, wrong attitude, but I, I think about that over and over again, how really sometimes I want people to say sorry to me, but that doesn't always happen. I had eventually made the, the choice to say, you know what, they're probably never going to say sorry. I got to get over it. And I, I'm, I'm hurting myself right now. They don't think they did anything wrong. I'm only hurting myself. Forgiveness, we think, lets people off the hook too easily. And that, uh, 
I, I used again this example of Matthew 18, 21, that Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? We say, oh man, Peter, what, what a fool to say, I should only forgive someone seven times. Now, I think that we can apply it that way, but I honestly believe that here, Peter is asking the Lord, what if someone does the same thing over and over again seven times to me? Does that mean on the eighth time I can say, hey, you're not really sorry because you keep doing the same exact thing to me seven times? Now, we think about it that way, that's pretty generous. It is. You think about it. I'm going to forgive someone seven times the thing they did over and over and over and over and over and over again to me. Lord, is, is, that, is that okay? And then, of course, you know the answer. He said seven times 70, 490 with hopefully by the time you get there, you've lost track and you've just learned to forgive no matter what. But I, I, don't, I, I, I think that sometimes that, man, if, and I've, I've not had that really severe in my life yet. I've had some people have done things, maybe they didn't know, or they've done things over and over and over again to me. Um, that I said, man, they, they, I don't think they get it. Um, now, someone, I was explaining this to, to my dad this week. I said, does this make sense? And of course, he, at the end, he said, kid, you lost me. And I said, okay, I'm doing a handout because I know I'm gonna lose everybody. And he asked me, uh, he asked me the question of, um, well, and he, he, he had an extreme. He said, what about this if this keeps happening? So you would have to ask me that. Um, I said, that's a good question. I said, but I, I believe that, again, you're responsible for the way that you react to it. And even though it's a very serious offense, you forgive them. Maybe not have them in your life as much anymore, but you got to forgive them and you got to let go again because that's eventually going to destroy you. Not only do we think that forgiveness denies the seriousness of our sin, forgiveness lets people off the hook too easily. But here, uh, number three, Another false statement, and then we'll move on to some true statements. Forgiveness places too much responsibility on the victim. We think that forgiveness places too much responsibility on the victim. Matthew 5, 38, you have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Just about two months ago, I was, and I've shared this also with the teenagers, so sorry for some of them hearing over and over again. I had this coworker that uh, I was trying to explain to him um, that I was trying to give him wisdom because I'm so wise, right? But, uh, um, I, I, I like to have a good time when I'm working. I like to talk and have a conversation, but as long as you're still getting things done and you're being productive. And uh, he had the type of, well, I got to talk to Caleb, and again, I worked at Walmart, for those that don't know, so a lot of times you're taking stuff off a shelf and putting it on a cart to go out. And so he would be way on this side over here, and he'd carry a box all the way over to me to make it look like he's working, and he comes start talking to me. And in my head, I'm like, dude, get away from me. You're making me look like I'm not working. Uh, but I want to be kind to him. Well, the boss walked in, and she said, hey, get to work. Come on. Okay. Runs back over there. Not even two minutes later, he does it again. And, he's, and she called out his name and said, seriously, get on top of it. And he responded back, relax. I'm going to get it done regardless. Whatever gets put out, gets put out. I'm sitting there, oh, man. And I'm like, now I'm working. I'm trying to look over my shoulder to see if he's going to get hit or something. But uh, I said to him later, I said, listen, I said, I'm all about having fun, talking to stuff, being productive. I said, but don't ever, A, tell a woman to relax. <laughs> Two, tell your boss, relax, it's gonna get done, whatever gets done, gets done. And uh, 
He said, well, I don't like it when she's accusing me that I'm not working. Now, what do I say to this? I say, sometimes, you know, we get accused of things maybe that we're not guilty of, but sometimes we get accused of things we are guilty of. Uh, So I got out of that one pretty good. And um, he came back with, well, what if, again, I love when people go to the extremes. What if, Caleb, someone came in and they said, you went off and you did yada, yada, yada. All, all, and then he went to this extreme, I don't even want to repeat it. And I just looked at him and I'm like, you would, you know, you would have to go way out there. And I, I said, well, I would hope because of my work ethic, because of my testimony, my character, that would speak louder than what you're going around telling people about. And so what I'm saying here is forgiveness that places too much responsibility on the victim that a lot of times that we in our life, um, we, we think that we're owed something. We think that, you know, some, someone, they have, to, we, they have to say sorry. Again, we've talked about this, but you gotta take responsibility yourself because you're responsible for your own actions. Someone's watching you. Maybe someone else in your own life is struggling with forgiveness and they see something that happens in your life that to them is more, is bigger than what they're going through. They see your testimony, they see your character and it speaks out. They say, wow, they forgave them over that and I can't forgive them over this. Lastly, I guess number four here, and really it's just a statement that doesn't need to be explained. Number four, some reasons why I shouldn't forgive. Another false statement is forgiveness is unfair. We think forgiveness is unfair, and I'm getting there. But right away, I just want to insert here that we've been forgiven, and it wasn't fair for us to be forgiven, but he forgave us. And well, here we go. There are four reasons why I should forgive. If I haven't lost you already, We're about to get to the part where you can wake up, okay? Uh, There are four reasons why I should forgive. Number one, forgiveness is often the only way to settle a debt. Forgiveness is sometimes the only way to settle a debt. Um, I'm just gonna pause here for a second and then we'll read some scripture. Forgiveness is not denying the reality of your pain, okay? You've been hurt, um, right? You know, and you have the you have the right. It's normal to feel hurt. Forgiveness is not letting your offender off the hook. It's not blaming you or the victim. It's not unfair, because God can't do anything unfair. Romans nine fourteen says, "What shall we say then? Is there righteousness with God? God forbid." So, if forgiveness is none of those things. What is it? The Greek word translated forgive, it carries the idea of a release from some type of obligation, most commonly a financial obligation. And that's how Jesus most often in scripture um, laid it out about forgiveness. It's normally a financial matter. Luke 7, 41 says, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore which of them will love him most. Now, the, 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 the guy realized here that, you know, I just, I'm just gonna have to let him go, they can't pay it. Um, and the money owed was not, uh, it was not just something that he had th- thought happened, it, it really happened, okay? A lot of times, sometimes we don't forgive people because of something they didn't say or because they didn't do something and we, we get upset towards them. But this guy here legally had the legal right for these people to pay him back. Um, and there was an obligation that they had to do, they had to pay. However, he said, I'll pay it for you. And who did that for us? Jesus Christ. We owe a debt. 
and sometimes the only way to that debt to be paid, I'll just forgive you. And um, I just think about that, how I, mean, I owe it a debt that I was so great, and I still mess up every single day. But my Heavenly Father said, hey, because uh, I, I sent my son, and if you just choose this gift, just choose to let, it, let the debt be paid. Forgiveness is often the only way to settle a debt. Underneath this I have forgiveness is sometimes the only way to break the endless cycle of hurt and unfairness. What I mean by that, and again, we're getting there just in a little bit, but when you don't forgive somebody, and we saw the opening scripture, the Heavenly Father is going to hold that against us. He's going to hold us accountable to that, and we're going to miss out some things in our life. We're going to go through some hurt in our life and some unfairness, but sometimes, really, if you think about it, it really is fair to go through some of those things um, because of our own actions with things that we have um, the consequences of our unforgiveness. Forgiveness is sometimes the only way to break the endless cycle of hurt and unfairness. And I think about um, what I've been forgiven of. And I hope that many of us, if you have that same testimony, you think about that. Maybe something that's actually happened here on this earth where you forgave somebody a, a debt or something they did. I believe that you experienced a little bit of, man, I showed someone grace and, I, and I'm glad that they no longer have to, I'll tell you this, I remember, okay, so illustration, I was in Bible college my freshman year, didn't get a job right away. My wife found a job right away, that was, that was great, but I didn't. Um, and uh, so I went with another guy and said, let's, let's go around the neighborhood, and there's a lot of houses nearby, and let's offer to wash people's cars. So we bought some, um, some supplies to wash this car. And this guy had absolutely no money. Well, I had, I had some money, and I said, well, I'll pay for all the expenses. And then once we start making stuff, then you can just pay me back. Okay. So we worked for a month washing cars. Well, I found a job, and so did he. Uh, but it wasn't in time. He had not been able to pay his bill with all the, the even the hat, because we split the money 50-50. And you know what was awesome? The amount that he needed was my 50% that I made. And I thought, First of all, I paid for all the stuff. I did the work. I split at least the money we made together. So I gave him my 50%. I was able to stay. It was fine. And that guy stayed in Bible college. He didn't have to go home. He, and I'm not saying it's because of me. Okay, not at all. But now he's in the ministry. But I remember I graduated one semester early before him. He fell behind, and I was a little ahead. And um, he came and he handed me an envelope and said, you know, good to miss you. Congratulations on your you know, graduation. I opened it up, and guess what it was? It was that 50% from four years ago that I gave him. And I said, I don't need this. He said, you have no idea. For four years, every time I saw you, I owe him money. I owe him money. And I said, I never once thought that. I never once, every time I saw you, thought, you owe me something. And sometimes we walk around, when we have unforgiveness, or, or, or when we wrong somebody, I said, man, that, I wronged that person. They forgave me. I hope they really forgave me. There's, there's that guilt again. We're guilty, and we feel guilty. Don't need to live, live in that. We've been forgiven of it. And uh, I'd like to say I gave him that 50% back, but he wrote a check, so I had to take it, right? So uh, I guess I could have ripped it up. But um, number two, another reason why we should forgive. Forgiveness frees us to get on with our life. It frees us to get on with our life. Uh, the king was also smart enough to realize that he had too many responsibilities to allow himself to be distracted by that one slave's obligation. 
Sometimes the only sensible option is to cut our losses rather than to risk needless uh, things that are going to take up our, our time and our, that are hopeless and probably not going to ever be repaid. And the king thought, why should I spend every waking moment checking the books, if you would, than rather to neglect all the other things he was supposed to be doing? And again, not talking about anybody else, examining our own lives here this morning, I'm walking around thinking, that person owes me something. They need to forgive me. That I'm so distracted by that. I'm so consumed by that that I'm not living the way I'm supposed to and doing the responsibilities that I've been called to do. And so, really, maybe uh, you could, maybe you've said it in spite, maybe you said it and it wasn't received well and maybe you didn't mean it well, but just forgive and get on with your life. Let it go. Move on. And uh, I, I, can, I can tell you by way of testimony this morning, I won't go into, go into detail, but I've, there was a time in my life about five years ago where I thought I was seriously wronged. And for 14 months, I dealt with unforgiveness in my heart. And I, and I kept thinking, they wronged me. I, I'm okay to feel like this. I, yeah, I, I love them, and I, 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 I know they didn't mean any harm by it, but they wronged me. They'll never say sorry. And then I remember I heard a message on the parable of the unforgiving servant that I always refer to. And uh, I heard that message, and there I was. I was forgiven such a great debt, but I was holding on to this little thing that meant nothing. And I think about my Savior, my Jesus Christ, all that he went through and all the things that happened to him in his life and how he was mistreated, all of a sudden my problems got a lot less. And so when I had that moment of forgiveness and um, Again, confessing my sins this morning. I did not call each and every one of those people I felt that owed me an apology. I texted them because it's a little easier. I texted them and I said, for the last year, I've had bitterness in my heart towards you. I just want to say I'm sorry. And uh, didn't, didn't, I was not looking for a sorry in response. They did not say sorry, um, probably because I'm, in my own imagination, I thought that I was wronged. Um, but forgiveness frees us to get on with our life. Here we go next, underneath this. If we hold to an offense, we in effect become an emotional hostage to our offender. And uh, I'm leading up to the word that we're probably already thinking about, and the word I've already mentioned several times, but Hebrews 12:1 says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with such great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us in the bold there. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth evilly beset us. When we walk around with unforgiveness in our heart and bitterness in our heart, we're carrying weights in our life that are slowing us down in our life, and then we're not reaching our full potential for Jesus Christ. Let go of that. When you, when you, when you, don't, when you have unforgiveness in your heart, you, you, you're walking around with weights on you. And again, back to where we started with, Jesus Christ is going to keep you accountable to that. Number three, forgiveness is an antidote to useless suffering. To useless suffering. And what, I'm, what we mean by that is, again, there's no reason for us to, to suffer. There's no reason for us to suffer because we don't forgive somebody. Again, I, and I, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but there are some serious offenses that I'm sure if you shared with me, I'd say, that's tough. I don't know if I could forgive. But the Lord didn't bring that in my life. He brought it into your life. It's up to you to decide what you're going to do with that. Those who refuse, here comes the blanks, those who refuse to forgive enter their own private torture chamber, sentencing themselves to a lifetime of needless pain, useless pain. We are 
it, it, you've heard the, look, maybe the, the thought before that bitterness, and, here, and I'm, get, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but bitterness doesn't harm anybody except for the one that harbors the bitterness, the one that holds it in, holds it in themselves, and it's damaging. The Bible term for unforgiveness, here it is, is bitterness. The Bible term for unforgiveness is bitterness. Hebrews 12, 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Moving on here. One of the strongest arguments for, un, for, for forgiveness is the consequences of unforgiveness. There are some consequences that come with unforgiveness. We've already touched on them. I don't need to touch on them anymore. But that to me, I don't want to be better. I've been there but I definitely don't want to receive the consequences in my life for harboring or for holding on to something I can't forgive for unforgiveness in my life. Moving on to number four. <clears throat> and this one, I think, for me, is the most obvious, and uh, I should know this, the most convicting. Forgiveness is the obligation of the forgiven. Forgiveness is the obligation of the forgiven. Matthew 6, 14, again, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We, again, I've already gone there so many times, but again, I want to paint the picture of thinking about all that you've been forgiven, all the things that you've done in the past, present, and the future. It's all under the blood. Heavenly Father loved you in spite of the times that we don't love him. Not, not, not only the way that we should, you know, we don't love him the way we should, times that we don't even love him, times that we completely turn our back on him. He still loves us. And here we go. Those that are, are asleep, here's the message, okay? When we forgive, we acknowledge that a wrong has occurred, all right? Something's happened in our life, we're forgiven. We realize, we acknowledge, okay, I've been hurt, Something's wrong. I got to take care of this because I don't want to walk around with the spirit of unforgiveness in my heart. Next point. We recognize that there is an obligation for repayment. And again, with all the illustrations that Jesus Christ uses, that payment was still paid. I think about, okay, let's say you're driving down the road, right, and, and you get hit in the back of your car and you get out and you're upset because there's, there's damage that's happened to your car. And the other driver gets out and there's this little old widowed lady who's just bawling her eyes out and says, I have no money to pay for this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay, I don't know if I could do this, but for sake of illustration, let's say I did this. And I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Take into the shop the next week and they tell me it's going to be $3,000 to fix my car. Ouch. Now, I forgave that person. They didn't have to do anything. But a payment still had to be paid. I had to pay that. Now, bad illustration because I used myself. But there's, there's an offense that's been made. Someone said to us, hey, I know you can't pay it. I'll pay it for you. So we recognize that there is an obligation for repayment. We know what the obligation is or, uh, or who, who repaid it. But there's an obligation on our part. And here's the last one. This is where we all have the problem, where we normally have the hang up. We choose to release our offender from what obligation and to cover the loss ourselves, just like that illustration I just said. That's where most of us, myself, if I'm honest, I have the, I have the issue. 
I know I've been wronged. I know that there is an obligation, obligation that needs to be done, but it's up to me to choose to forgive that person. And that's tough. It is. Even with the little things that we look in our lives. But let me just bring your attention back to, Lord Jesus Christ is going to keep us accountable to, uh, to that decision. Maybe someone that's not saved that's around you that's done something wrong in their life and they know they've done a big mistake and you forgive them. What a great opportunity to show them the love of Jesus Christ and offering that forgiveness to them. Just the other day, someone said to me that, you know the reason why I don't go to church is because some of the nastiest people are there at church. And I thought, ouch. I said, you're right, I go to that church, so that's probably why. No, um, but that's so true. The song that we sang, The Family of God, we're a family. Sometimes families, we love each other, but you treat people that you love. You, you, you treat people that you really don't know better than the people that you know and that you love. It's sometimes easier for me if someone wants to say something smart to me, especially when I'm in church and they're not my family, just to hold my tongue. But if my family says something and I feel like I gotta say something back, I just, I let it go because it's, you know, we're family. I can say whatever and I can hurt you and we love each other, but no, okay, wrong. But we gotta choose. It's a choice that we gotta make. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this hour. Thank you for those that made it out this morning. God, I pray that you bless the remainder of today. And Lord, I pray that uh, everything will bring honor and praise to your name. Lord, I love you. And I thank you for sending, the cross, sending your, your son on the cross to die for us, that payment that we could not, Hey, you paid for us, and I thank you for that free gift. Lord, I pray that someone's here today that does not know that they get that taken care of. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Till 1030.